Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network video podcast with me, Adam. Um, first of all, massive apologies for no video or podcast last week um, for the Spurs opener. I was horrendously ill. Couldn't actually make it to the game in the end um, and watch it curled up in a ball on the sofa, um, which wasn't too great, to be honest, because I saw the Shelby stamp um, unequivocally immediately. So, um, yeah, not the best start to life back in the Premier League under Rafa Benitez. Um, but you know what? I've seen enough. I've seen enough positive uh, elements from those first two defeats to suggest that we might have um, not yet reason to go into full panic mode just yet. Um, the time recording, it's the 21st of August, a Monday. Um, yesterday was the defeat to Huddersfield. We've got a busy 10 days left or so um, in the transfer window, which I do expect movement. Rafa Benitez mentioned in the last few days that there may be a few transfer surprises that there are a few names that haven't been picked up by the press and media. I mean, obviously, we look back to the Marino deal, which basically just came out of absolutely nowhere. Um, so I think I think we've still got... Um, just, I mean, despite the obvious wrangling between Mike Ashley and Rafa Benitez, how much is being stoked up by media, he's obviously not happy, and I think he's hiding that a lot less now. We saw his interviews yesterday. But looking at those two defeats, we do not have the squad to get us through the year. We don't. It's, it's as simple as that. Um, the fact that the most we've spent on one player is 12 million. I mean, I appreciate that value can be sought out, bargains can be gained. We're getting players like Lejeune for under 10 million, who I believe is in the current market is worth a lot more but that's only going to take you so far it's only going to be true to, to a certain point eventually we're going to have to spend money and if Mike Ashley doesn't have that money or doesn't want to spend that money he shouldn't be here if he can't provide the, the necessary investment to stay and look to stay in the Premier League for him is is good is good business return. It's financial return for him personally. It's 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 speculate to accumulate. So the the Mike Ashley situation is not going to go away. However, what he was talking about, he can't give us hundred and fifty million. He can't give us hundred. Great. I think we only need about twenty million, mate. So we're still missing a goalkeeper. We're still missing some creativity. We're still missing option at left back as well. But anyway, we'll get on to transfers in a bit. Let's have a look at the Huddersfield game that we all saw uh, yesterday. So we went down 1-0 to Aaron Moy's really great effort. I thought it was a, a cracking strike. It wasn't a, a clear-cut chance, David Wagner. Um, <clears throat> but it did highlight some defensive frailties, I thought, for the goal, um, I thought Marino gave up quite early on um, in that move. I think he, he'd already resigned to the shot going on target. And Javier Manquillo, who 
he's had a troubled start to life. I mean, going forward, I think he's looked relatively dangerous. I don't think he's quite the attacking option that we've got in in Yedlin, who I think we're all quite keen to see back in the first team. But defensively, he's kind of had a hand in all of the three goals we've conceded so far this season, for me. I'm not trying to point fingers because I think, um, for example, I think Clark should have been out to, to block the shot sooner and he turned his back. Um, <clears throat> and Marino gave up as well. So there's, look, the, it, it's going to happen. We've had to bring, we ha we're nowhere near playing our first choice back four. First choice back four, as it stands, would probably be Dummett, Clark, Lejeune, Yedlin. Whereas at the minute, we're playing Clark left back, or Mbemba left back, which you know I know they kind of switched a bit. Lascelles and, and Manquillo. So it's by no means our first choice back four. And having said that, we've not been turned over yet. Yes, we've lost two games, and does it really matter if you lose 1-0 or 5-0? Do you know what? In the first couple of games, I think it does make a big difference. I think what, we, what we, we're always going to get from Rafa Benitez, particularly in the Premier League, were cautious, defensive approaches to games, deep tactics, <clears throat> soaking up pressure, and trying to release the likes of Atsu, Richie, Gale, on the break, Perez... Quickly now, I thought against Spurs, who were one of the highest scores in the league, if not the highest scores in the Premier League last year, we soaked up a fair amount of pressure. And before the Shelby sending off, I think we were good for a point. Maybe it was a nil-nil. Maybe it was a one-one. I think at worst, with Shelby on the pitch, it was probably going to be a one-nil defeat. At worst, yet we went down to ten men early on. Yet we. It was 2-0, and, and I think you've got to take the positives to positives out of that. Tottenham were one of the best teams in the league last year. It came second. They're no mugs. Yes, we, we thrashed them 5-1, but I think that was a unique situation when we, went, when we got relegated. So, you come to Huddersfield again. I think it could have gone either way. They dominated most of the first half, and we were... We're kind of toothless, I think, up front. Um, we didn't offer enough. I, th I think Gale, <clears throat> for whatever reason, Gale in the Premier League, I'd, to his credit, I don't think he's fully fit. However, should we be playing him if he's not fully fit? He's not making the runs that he needs to. He hasn't looked interested. The, 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 his anticipation seems to have gone. His first touch, I've noticed, in the first two games has been extremely poor and he's not been able to hold the ball up and link in play. See, we went through this issue, this issue when Shelby was out that we kind of forgot how to play with Shelby. And I think when Shelby's on song and Gale are on song, Shelby's knocking the ball up centrally for Gale to run onto in behind uh, the centre-backs. So when, when Shelby's not able to pick out a, pin pass, a pinpoint pass because he's not on the pitch... How do we get the ball to Gale? Well, it seems to be that we're still trying long balls up to Gale. It seems to me that we're maybe trying to use the wings, but then, <clears throat> you know, a few balls have gone in on the ground, actually, in the first couple of games, but Gale hasn't been there because he's, he's, he's not sharp yet or 
there's something about him not being able to step up a level. Maybe that's very early to say and too harsh to say, but it, it, what is fair to say is that when Hosalu came on um, towards the end of the game yesterday, he offered so much more. He was an aerial threat. He held the ball up. He His link-up play between oncoming runners was really, really positive and effective. And he managed to get a few shots on target as well. So... We play West Ham next. I wouldn't be surprised if we either didn't play with two up front. I, I think we genuinely need to look at different formations. Because I don't think Gale can hold the line on his own. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think he can. I think with, with Atsu, Gale and Richie in those sort of most advanced positions, there's no height between them. They're all fast and, and, and a couple of them are quite tricky. But there's no strength. There's no, you know, aerial threat as, as I've mentioned, and how how are, how are the rest of the midfielders who are oncoming late runs from Hayden, for example, Marino coming in, Perez playing off, how are they going to be able to be brought into play if we can't <clears throat> retain possession in that final third? And that's what we lacked yesterday. We, we we couldn't hold the ball long enough to make a dent in their final third, push them back. You know, yes, we're the, we're, we are the away team. And you're not going to get as much possession away from home, usually. But I, 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 I genuinely felt Huddersfield were there to be taken in the second half. And I, I think we were definitely good for a, for a, a point. I think um, Perez should have scored on the, on the turn. That, I think that was quite a poor miss. Should be at least hitting the target and making the keeper work from there. Richie's shot in the first half was... Excellent, he was very lucky to be denied from that uh, Lursel. <clears throat> We've obviously talked about Shelby letting himself down before from the first game and he wasn't there to be able to influence things. Richie, so Matt Richie. So look, we've talked about Gale and Shelby being two of our best attacking players last year. Richie was probably our most outstanding player last year. And yet in the first couple of games, he probably hasn't had the impact that he would have liked either. Um, again, I think he was quite a slow starter um, last season, but he, he, you know the amount of goals and assists and influence he had on the team going forward, he was incredible, and I still expect him to step up. I, I really do. I think I think Richie has, I think Richie is a Premier League player, but whether it's confidence, whether it's the way we're playing, whether it's his lack of understanding with Mankiw because that's a new relationship, we're not seeing the most out of. Although, granted, sorry. Richie was playing over on the left-hand side, I know, but even that's unfamiliar, I guess. So maybe it's that lack of familiarity, playing on the right with Yedlin bombing past him. He knows how Yedlin plays. He can bounce off him. <clears throat> so out of those three, uh, three of pretty much our three best attacking players, um, for different reasons, we're not seeing the most out of them. And you take those away, and suddenly we, as Car Jamie Carragher, alludes to we have very much a championship squad this is why we need recruits this is why we need quality and why the fact that we haven't broken our transfer record it's not that we haven't broken it but you bring in so many players it's it's not i don't care how much people come in for if we we get the best player in for like four million brilliant but that's not going to happen every time as time goes on 
and as the window shuts, if you haven't spent that money, it's probably indicative that you haven't acquired the quality that you need in the squad. And I think we'll see that. And I think as soon as the window shuts, I think we'll all be looking ahead to January for when that window opens again, because we need, we need more depth. Yes, we got two defensive injuries on the, on the first day, but we started yesterday's game without a defender on the bench. Henri Savet came in because ultimately, I guess he can, he, we could probably shove him anywhere. I know Marino can play centre-back if it needs be. Sterry, I know, has been injured as well. He, we might have seen Sterry on the bench. But it just kind of shows, you know, to an extent you can't legislate for the defensive injuries, but I'm just trying to say that when you need to change things up to bring, to have Diarmi as the, as the possible game-changer, it's... I think that shows us our level. You know, Murphy came on and he had quite a, he had that opportunity where he turned he turned his man and, and tried to get a strike off on goal. And that was just a glimmer of what I think he can bring, but it, you know, he's going to take time to bet in. He's going to take time to step up to the to the Premier League level. I thought Mbemba did all right um coming in again just being asked to play wherever. He doesn't complain, he gets on with it. He's been totally for all accounts, he's out the club. He's fourth choice centre back, but I, I genuinely think he's one of our better performers. I, I, I really do. Um, Elliot's distribution's a problem as well. Um, we, I think this is this is exactly why he's looking at, at, at goalkeepers, um, Rafa Benitez, and we just. I don't think it's panic stations just yet. I think we definitely need more signings, which I think we'll get. It sounds like they're coming. It really does. But it's not panic stations yet. We haven't been turned over. We've still, despite conceding three goals in two games, we've still been relatively solid in those two games. The first game, I think, can be put down to the red card and the injuries. You, you can't account for that. And the Huddersfield could have gone either way. Now, you know... When Hosolu came on, I think we saw a glimmer of what could be in the final third. I think we probably need to play to his strengths more. Again, I don't care that we didn't spend 15 million on him. He seems like he's a, he's, he's a decent player and he tried quite hard yesterday with a few shots on target. So that's, it's positive looking ahead. I think he could be quite, you know, an under the radar exciting player. But we'll see, you know. I've noticed on social media the last day of some fans actually turning on Rafa Benitez. That's mental, lad. Come on. Rafa Benitez has had his hands tied. You know, a lot of players saying, well, you know, it's some of these Rafa Benitez signings that aren't... Manquillo, for example, yeah? Rafa Benitez signing, yeah. Do you think we'd be getting Manquillo if we could afford someone like Callum Chambers? No. No, of course we wouldn't. That, that, yes, they're Rafa Benitez signings, but with a caveat that he's been given next to zero money. We have Deadwood from previous regimes that he has to try and get rid of before he can get his own players in. And we're, we seem to be handcuffed by that at the minute in the transfer window, which is why it's going to probably go down to the wire. Yet, statistically, we're one of the clubs who do the least amount of business on transfer deadline day. Well, that needs to change. Or we need to get the stuff, we need to get signings in this week. 
without hesitation and just pay what needs to be paid. I thought Marino, despite that error, and it was an error, for the, I thought he gave up too, too soon, it was a collective error, but he was a part of it for, for Moy's goal. I really liked what he brought. I thought he slotted into that shelvy role seamlessly. He liked to come deep and collect. It was He largely received balls from Kieran Clark. And he was looking around to distribute. Yes, a couple of his passes went awry, but then <clears throat> I noticed that there's a, there's a point in the final moments of the game, in the final quarter of the game, where he sent a good 40-yard diagonal ball over to a marauding Manquillo who tried to square it for Hosolu. That was probably our best move of the game. Um, and it was could have been all made in Spain, you know. But that was just a glimmer of kind of what he can bring, and he has that passing range that Shelby has. And I, I, th this is why I'm because we need more creativity in in the number ten role. I, <clears throat> I'm not bought on Jose Perez being in that number ten role. You know, I've been beating this drum for a long time. Him or Diarmi? Can Hosolu play in that in that in that hole? I don't know. That that might be a way that we can sort of play two up front. But obviously, my, my last article was talking about trying to bring Shelby further forward. If Marino can fill in for that collecting deep distribution that Shelby's known for, I think Shelby can contribute more goals and assists in a number 10 role. He can pick passes for, for Dwight Gale in the channels or for Hosolu, whoever's playing. And I think that would work because I think Marino probably deserves to stay in the team. And I think we need someone of his talent and his maturity at such a young age He's got intelligence, he's got football intelligence, that's what Shelby has. What Shelby doesn't have intelligence in is his kind of temperament and his mentality. And that's an issue. But I think with Marino, that was a really good performance, I thought, given it was his first full debut. Um, and I'd like to see a lot more of him. I'd like to see him start against West Ham, definitely. I'm sure he will, with um, Shelby still being out as well. Or perhaps there'll be... No, sorry, there'll be... a. Shelby's potentially back as the League Cup, so that'll be the three-game ban. So we'll see. But I'd, I'd definitely like to see Marino um, retain his position somewhere in the team because I think he can bring something to the team with his vision, with his intelligence, with his composure. And I think he's only going to get better the more the more football he plays anyway. So in terms of transfers, um, Rafa Benitez has mentioned that there's a few surprises. Um, the press haven't picked up on potentially. Um, the biggest name at the minute, um, beyond Kennedy, which has kind of been rolling on for a few days, um, I think until Chelsea's squad size increases, they'll not be letting anybody go out on loan. I think they've already let a lot of um, defenders and midfielders go out on loan or sold, uh, probably to their detriment. So I, I think it'll depend on them whether we get Kennedy in. But we're obviously interested. But the biggest name at the minute is um, Dennis Pred, who plays for Sampdoria currently. Did play in Anderlecht, um, I believe with Mbemba and Mitrovic. Um, so I've, I've not, not seen Pred play. I'm just I'm just aware of him. But it, by all accounts, um, from what I've read, um, he's got a bit of creativity about him. 
Um, he's got that vision and intelligence. I think he would play in a more advanced role. He might be being looked at for this number 10 position. Uh, there was talk that Charmley was spotted at uh, the stadium yesterday at the weekend. I don't know if that's true. Some people have debunked it, um, whether that was Charnley. We don't know. Um, but apparently we've sent a delegation across to Genoa uh, to speak to Prates' representatives. I think his, his dad's heavily involved as well. Um, he seems to be a bit lightweight, but he, you know, he's got a good touch and lingo play. So, what is he the answer? Is he, is he going to have the quality to to make the step up? Is he going to? We need. It's. Is it getting to the point now where we need fighters, where we need people who are prepared for a relegation battle? I don't know yet. Um, it's again very very early to tell, but. Prayer is somebody that obviously is over the last couple of days being talked about a lot. Um, the Chronicle are mentioning it quite a bit. Another story that's resurfaced is Pep Rayner and how he might um, he might look to put in a transfer request to push through and move to Newcastle. Now, it seems to have gone quiet on goalkeepers um, recently. And this was one that I always hoped would happen at the very start of the window. I thought it would be a great one to have kick-started our summer window and see... You know, a real statement of intent of the kind of caliber of player we're going to be bringing in, and the quality, and you know, his arrival might have attracted some other, some other fairly big names as well, um, within reason, of course. But I think if he came in, it would be a huge lift. I think not only to the fans, he would obviously bring a lot in terms of quality at the highest level. He's won trophies. He's a winner but also his influence on the pitch and in the dressing room. The amount that the other keepers could learn from him, um, <clears throat> his leadership, um, he's a jovial character. He would really lift the spirit in that dressing room. Um, all qualities I think we need in the, you know, the, the fans want to lift, Rafa wants to lift, wants to lift, the players want to lift, you know? I honestly think a marquee signing like Rayner, and it doesn't need to be, an expensive signing, a marquee signing doesn't need to necessarily be a twenty million pound player, but he's a World Cup winner. He's won the Champions League. He's won leagues. You know, he's somebody that I think could make a huge, huge difference. Give us a huge lift. And once the, our, you know, once Dumit, Lejeune, Yedlin start getting back to full fitness, it would. Add to that solidity that I, that I genuinely still think that Rafa Benitez is going to bring to our team. I don't think we're going to get relegated. I know it seems really bleak at the moment with those first two games, but I think we we haven't just got we just haven't got started yet, and I think the window's been against us. I think we'll get players out. I think we'll get players in, and I think I think we will find some goals. I know I said this about Middlesbrough last year that Middlesbrough wouldn't get relegated because the defence was too good obviously that turned out to be wrong but more often than not if you've got a solid enough defence I think you're escaping you'll pick up points where others would lose and I think that's the difference I still think we can pick up more goals than, 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 than Borough did last year but I think we can be as solid as them I genuinely believe that especially under Rafa Benitez he's a master tactician anybody who's criticising Rafa Benitez now he didn't I might not have made all the substitution cho choices he would have made in, in whichever order yesterday. 
but he he's so limited to what he has to play with the squad he has he's he's ridiculously limited and he's been limit, limited with signings as well get behind him he's a world class manager he goes We'll, we'll know about it, we'll bloody know about it because who else is going to come in of the, of the standard of Rafa Benitez and do a job on a team on a shoestring? Nobody, that's who. Absolutely nobody. So anybody who's criticising, it's two games in, man. Back the lads, back the team, back the manager and yeah, sound off about Mike Ashley because it's, it's all his fault. Relegations, lack of investment, terrible deals. There's some rumour flying around this morning that Jack Colback's on 70 grand a week. That cannot be true. I think Daddy Ali's only on like 50. I, I, I don't believe the Colback's 70 grand. And if it's true, Christ. Crazy. It, it can't be true. It can't be true. I think someone's having, I think someone's uh, winding us up, having us on. Um, right. Well, I think that's it. Look. We lost against Huddersfield, but we had more shots on target. We had more shots than they, had, they did. And they beat us to a very good goal, which was a lapse in concentration. It's not the end of the world. We've got the League Cup, and then we've got West Ham. I'm sure we can turn it around. I really, really do. I'm expecting big things from Hosolu. I think he, if we give him 90 minutes in the Cup, I think, he can, I, think he, I think he'll show us what Stoke fans are telling us that they're missing. You know, They were devastated that he went. Because they, they feel that they need a natural goal scorer and that he is it. Maybe he hasn't had the best of shots in the last few years um, at, a, at a run in a first team. Or he's not been settled. Maybe Rafa Benitez can settle him and give him the confidence, the armour on the shoulder, to go and smash out 15 goals in a season. Who knows? Let's see what happens. Anyway, thanks very much for watching uh, the match report from the Huddersfield game. Disappointing result, obviously, but I'm very confident and optimistic that we'll get a couple of exciting new faces in before the end of the window um, but look out for the next video follow us on Twitter, Facebook subscribe on YouTube see us on iTunes and SoundCloud as well for, uh, for the audio versions of this podcast I've been Adam, thanks very much for watching and listening, get your comments below really appreciate it, share with all your mates and we'll see you soon, thanks very much bye bye, bye bye <laughs>